the average individual is bombarded with over 4,000 marketing messages a day. And st some studies are it's over 10,000. I don't know what number you believe, but as entrepreneurs, we've got to stand out. We've got to reach out to the right customers, clients, no matter what we're doing. Well, today, I'll tell you, I've got an unbelievable special guest. He is one of the most sought after marketing experts out there. I know when I was starting a new business, I went to Perry. I went to his home. I hung out with him for two days. He did some unbelievable insights. He's best known for writing a book on Google AdWords, and he's saved hundreds of millions, maybe even billions of dollars for fellow, your fellow entrepreneurs. But he's not here just for that. He's one heck of an entrepreneur himself, and that's why I wanted to have him join us at AESNation.com. I'm John Bowen. Stay tuned, and you are going to have some amazing lessons on how you can stand out and attract the right clients. No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Perry Marshall, I am so excited to have you here today. And uh, magic of Skype, you in Chicago, I'm out here in Silicon Valley. And we're going to help our fellow entrepreneurs today because I know you've helped me an awful lot. So first of all, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, John. And it was great to have you here last year. And, um, you know, it, it was very clear um, that you were not just, you know, the average person who shows up for a consult. Um, you had a very impressive track record. It had some very useful things. I remember one of the other people in the room uh, was trying to basically some some of the bigger came kind of corporate stuff. And you're like, oh, well, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to talk to this kind of person. So uh, it's an honor to be on your program today. And I'm really excited to to talk about this. So yeah, let's rock. Let's rock. Well, let's dive in, Perry, because, you know, we're really working with you know, on ASNation.com. It's all about working with successful entrepreneurs to not help them get to the next level, but to really have them take off so that they can make that big impact and do well by doing that. And, and Perry, you know, you are one of the top marketing consultants. Anyone I talked to uh, when I was searching, they said, you got to talk to Perry. And Perry, you know, I, I know I'm pretty sure you didn't wake up as a little boy and I'm going to be the number one marketing consultant out there. Why don't you give us, maybe we don't have to start at six, but, you know, how did this come together? Well, it, it really came together when I got laid off as an engineer and I went into sales and because I was in Amway, which cleaned me up quite a bit, I, I mean, I really have to say, I mean, I gripe about it and it wasn't a successful adventure at all, but uh, they, they, they taught me a lot of stuff. And I'm like, well, gee, you know, if I could do that, I can do this. And I come to find out that business to business sales was much harder than I thought. One of my friends warned me, but I didn't really pay attention. You know, but hey, you know, we all kind of find ourselves tossed in a lake at various times in our life, right? And I really struggled for a long time. And I had a major epiphany when I discovered direct marketing. I heard Dan Kennedy at a, at a seminar. And, um, and, and what it was, was I, I, I had had this friend who said to me when she got our Christmas letter one year, it's like, 
you know, you're doing the wrong thing for a living, which meant I really liked your Christmas letter. Of course, I had no idea what to do with that. Like writers don't make any money, you know, and I'm an engineer anyway and all this. But um, what, I, what I came to understand in marketing was, you know, if you can use media, whether it's the printed word or maybe some people it would be video or for some people it could be a podcast or it could be audio or whatever, but through some form of media, you can still sell. And, um, and then kind of the engineering brain kicked in, which is direct marketing. It's about numbers. It's about putting this much money into the control box and getting this much money out of the control box. And it just really captured my imagination. And, um, you know, I figured out I was in the wrong job, but I changed jobs and it was kind of a magic carpet, right? It was a very hard, you know, like slog of a magic carpet, right? We worked our butts off and it was this little tiny company and, you know, we had angel investors and all this other stuff. But in the end, uh, we sold the company to a public firm and I parachuted out with a little bit of stock option money and I, I hung out my shingle and, um, and, and basically I said to myself, okay, you know, I've been at learning this direct marketing stuff for five years and I'm like pretty good at it. What if I got really good? What if I got just like seriously good at this? Um, and you know, uh, you'll never regret being a good marketer. I'll tell you that, uh, you will never regret mastering those skills. So you know, that's a really short story. Well, no, it's great because, I mean, one of the things, Perry, that's so unusual, I think, is you have this technical background. And, you know, most marketing people don't. And the worlds have kind of changed recently because the old yeah. way to marketing was, you know, you'd see how the wind's blowing. We tested, you know, awareness, branding campaigns and all this other stuff. And you took that engineering background, and this for many entrepreneurs, we're, we're not really that creative in our own minds. What we're thinking is, you know, we're, we're left brain, we're logical. I'm, I mean, I'm a financial guy. You know, we've, you know, we, we drive things, and and then you took that engineering and then married. I mean, Dan Kennedy. You know, many of you know Dan Kennedy. If you don't, you should. He's one of the pioneers in direct marketing, and you know, so many people kind of poo-poo direct marketing. I mean, we're going to do image marketing but mm -hmm. if you can own a slot machine that you can put a dollar in and get two dollars out and track that as entrepreneurs we all love that i mean we're not about risk and perry you you've really led that charge on so much i mean how, how did you get your skills because i want to go to still stay a, a little bit before we start going to the big breakthroughs and um i, I think of you know that very much that linear thought engineering process. But the other thing you brought together, and I've always been really impressed is the storytelling um, mm -hmm. and your writing and just making it personal and authentic, the whole thing. Uh, how did that come together in the, the early stage? Because, as, you know, as entrepreneurs, this is a struggle we all have as, you know, how can we be authentic? How can we really emotionally connect with our perspective and our current clients so that they really come together well? Well, you know, John, I tell you what, um, you know, we, we can probably only talk to so many people right here today. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up, um, something that I sent to somebody, um, 
just earlier today, and if if you'll give me a chance, I, I can. Um, okay, so so let me let me address the logical, rational person mm-hmm. who, like maybe the financial guy, and you're like, okay. How do I tell like a really compelling story and how do I pull, pluck the heartstrings? So I, here's what I want everybody to know. Normally, the, the natural thing that I do is I do like logical propositions, okay? Um, and, and uh, you know, and that doesn't work very well in marketing actually, unless you're dealing with a pretty logical person with an agreement that we have to like make something logical here. <laughs> okay. And so let me, let me tell you what I have to do. Um, I do this thing. Um, it starts out with rational logic. What's that? Okay. Rational logic is a bad thing which needs to be changed, creates a condition in which a person is feeling pain. So it's like, they start at the beginning, you know, and then, you know, the ball bearings wore out in the motor and then there was this catastrophe and then the house burned down and then the people were in pain and they went to the hospital and they were screaming. And like, this is how logical people tell the story mm-hmm. now. And, and this is what I will naturally do is like, oh, this is what will get spit out on the piece of paper. And what I have to do is I actually have to turn that whole thing upside down and I have to switch from rational logic to emotional logic. And here's what emotional logic says. Emotional logic says a person is feeling pain because of a condition that was created by this bad thing, which needs to be changed. And so it's like, okay, so I wrote the story and the ball bearing broke in the motor and eventually there's a person in the burn unit in the hospital. I have to flip it completely backwards and I have to start with the person in the burn unit in the hospital, which if you think about it is a great first chapter of a book or it's a great first paragraph of an email because like you can't not pay attention to that because it plucks well, we, your heart. We all know if we started that movie that you'd be in that critical care, you know, burn center. It, it, it wouldn't be, you know, kind of watching TV <laughs> and waiting right. for something to happen. Right. You're not watching ball bearings in a motor. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and then you work backwards and the whole thing gets flipped upside down. And, and the, the truth is most people think backwards. They think from the effect back to the cause instead of thinking from the cause to the effect. And, and so the little tip is like, hey, if you're that logical person and you do start with a ball bearing, which engineers do that, financial guys do that, all right, fine, write it all out, sketch it all out, put it on your PowerPoint, however it is you're gonna do it. But now you just take those slides and you make, arrange them backwards and you tell the story from front to back. Um, and eventually, you know, it's, so imagine at the, like what causes to happen? And then there's this big giant investigation at the very end, it was a ball bearing. And all of a sudden, the fact that it was this tiny little seemingly insignificant thing now becomes giant and big and huge and it becomes this big discovery, if for no other reason, just because they hired detectives and firemen and 
you know, policemen and experts to eventually find out what happened. Well, so and if we have any Balbarian entrepreneurs here, what you, you've just now got the, the perfect campaign for you. I mean, and we're joking about it. I mean, I don't know what a Balbarian costs in today's world, but that, you know, how do you, somebody asks us, how could you get an emotional connection with a buyer of Balbarians? We just, you know, this is, in today's world, remember I started, you know, we, I introduced Perry saying there's over 4,000 marketing messages every individual. How do you stand out? Well, you have to stand out. You have to have an interesting story that connects emotionally. And, you know, that's it. Perry, let me, I want to jump to the, this next segment. Okay, Perry, big breakthrough. You know, you, you, you know, you were definitely having some traction, you know, when you hung your shingle out, all that. But there were some obstacles there. I'd like you to identify for me, what was a major obstacle you had to have the success that you're having today? And then at the same time, you know, what happened so that you, you, you know, and share with your fellow entrepreneurs how it then just took off and accelerated? Well, you know, um, th there was this, period of time, you know, first, you know, year, year and a half after I hung out my shingle, it was like, okay, I've got, uh, I've got a couple clients and I'm paying the bills and, you know, we're, we're, we're doing okay. But, you know, it was funny. I immediately as you know, as soon as I was out of the Delbert cube, I immediately found myself wanting to have a business that ran on intellectual property and you know had a sense of, I, I i wanted at least like a flywheel that would just roll as opposed to okay you know i do some project and they write me a check and i do a project and they write me a check i mean it was this really strong drive you know and and so you know i'm trying to figure this out and um and i one of my major, major important discoveries was Ken McCarthy said, you've got to read this book called The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch. And Ken always has like really stellar recommendations. So like, okay, so I buy this book and I take it to the bookstore. I took it to a coffee shop and um, I get to page 14 and something Richard said just set my mind on fire and all of a sudden I saw this whole different thing. Now the thing was I had understood 80-20 before, like I knew what it was, but what I didn't understand uh, was I didn't understand how deep it was and I didn't understand that it's literally like it almost like a universal law of physics um, that, that it's like layers and layers and layers, right? So 80-20 says 80% of your sales comes from 20% of your customers and 20% of your sales comes from 80% of your customers. I'm like, okay, fine. I know that. No. Well, something he said, it made me realize that actually there's an 80-20 inside every 80-20 and there's another one and there's another one and there's another one. And, and then eventually... I became friends with Richard and really came to understand there's almost like a Zen, like it just keeps going and at every level it's counterintuitive at every level. It goes against what people are naturally inclined to do. And, um, 
And so really, so I, I discovered AdWords in a similar time frame, and I was starting to do that. And what I really came to understand was that everything in marketing and everything in business, if you if you even just go to any of the basic good advice or the or the the best practices, there's always an 80-20 explanation for why it's done that way. And it sort of became my ultimate simplifier. Um, and when, when I started to realize like, okay, at every time it gets stuck, there's almost always some sort of an 80-20 answer to the question that I'm asking. You know, basically what I did for the next five years was I started embedding 80-20 in everything that I did. And it just started like working like crazy. And eventually, you know, eventually I said, well, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to explain like the man behind the curtain, if you will. But like that was a major breakthrough. And it's like what, what, I, what I'm looking for in my life is that occasional piece of information that reframes everything I already knew. It doesn't make it obsolete. It just puts it in a new context and makes it exponentially more useful than it was before. And, you know, I, I don't think there's there's any anybody that wouldn't greatly benefit from mastering like the 80-20 principle. It's, it's far deeper than people. Well, and I want to come back to that because I'm going to ask you, uh, what would be the three uh, things that fe your fellow entrepreneurs should know about the 80-20 to actually apply it? Because it's one thing, there is probably not anybody that listened to it hasn't heard Pareto Principle 80-20, right. but it's applied right. wrong in their mind a lot of times and they're missing an opportunity. But you know, one of the things that I love, Perry, about you, you're on this journey, you take a whole bunch of people with you, you've helped so many in that evolution of your thought, because it's one thing to, okay, to have a recommendation to read a book, mm -hmm. to read the book, be you know, really, oh, this is some foundational thing, call the author, then work with the author yeah. and actually make a huge impact. And I just want to come back to this fellow entrepreneurs. I mean, we're all out there doing this and, and people are more accessible than ever before. I mean, you've got to be able to deliver value on both sides, law of reciprocity and all that. But I think there's a lesson there in, in just accelerating our learning. And that's, that's really why we created AESNation.com. But, yeah. you know, let me go to the practi practical application, because I remember coming to your home and I had read, uh, you hadn't come out with a book yet, but you had just, you were showing me, you know, your tool that you're using to focus in on the 80-20. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of thought I knew it. And, and that kind of got me really re-energized and focused our conversation. I want to see, you know, you've, been, you've taken it much further in the last year. But what are some of the lessons, you know, let's say two or three that your fellow entrepreneurs can apply right now? So, so the first one is that it, it applies to pricing and most, most people apply 80-20 back in, in the rear view mirror. They only apply it as like, oh yeah, well, yeah, I can see that, you know, these 20% of our customers gave us 80% of the money. But like if you apply it to pricing, what 80-20 says is that if you had like 10,000 people that all spent $100 with you, then great, you know, you you got a million bucks. But what 80-20 says is that 20% of them will spend four times the money. Okay, great. So 
you know, 2,000 of them will we'll, we'll give you 400, right? Well, that's an extra 800,000. So now you're up to, you know, you just increased your revenue. But guess what? You can do it again. 20% of them will give you four times the money. And 20% of them will give you four times the money. And it keeps going until you get to the, like, the uppermost person when you're down to one person and it, and if you carry this out what you find out is there's three to five times more money in that audience without going and getting any new customers like i guarantee you it's pretty much a law of physics that if if a, if ten thousand people give you a hundred dollars a hundred will give you ten thousand dollars it's like oh, what you're serious? Like a hundred of these people would give me ten thousand dollars? I'm like, yeah, pretty much, more or less. Um, and we, we even built tools, and there's stuff in the book about that. Uh, now, I'll give you another, like, a more advanced application of eighty twenty, and this this is from Richard Koch's book, The Star Principle, and it's this: is that Okay, we got a bunch of companies and they're growing along or they're hopefully growing and, and you know, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Well, Richard is a, uh, uh, an investment, uh, a private equity investor, and he's got to pick them well. And he's got a really good track record at picking them because he's worth a quarter of a billion dollars now. And he was zero 27 years ago. Well... Simplest formula for picking winners is the market's growing at least 10% a year and it's the number one person in the market. And if you've got a market like that, but you're not number one, then you have to pick a subset of the market that's not been claimed and claim it as your own. And that segment's growing 10%. And now you're the king of that segment. That's basically a three-step process to picking a winner. And it's a it's like a super advanced application of 80-20. Um, and, you know, I, I, I looked at that and I read it about that. I was like, my goodness, this actually explains every home run I've ever hit in my career. Except I had never distilled it to something that simple. Okay, and again, I'm looking for like the really simple insight that reframes everything I thought I knew, doesn't make any of it obsolete, but suddenly gives it more meaning. All of a sudden, I'm like, wow, if we're going to build a company, if we're going to build a USP, if we're going to go to market, if we do it in those conditions, we're going to like double or triple our success rate. So um, the the exploration continues. No, it's I mean it's amazing. I you, know, you and I when we were together went through the pricing model, and I'll tell you it was very helpful for probably a hundred, couple hundred thousand at least. <laughs> yeah, because what what happens is you know we think well we should do this one line of services, and when we start going, okay, there's some who want this next level, and it's not everybody. It's very different, exclusive, unique. And it's really, and this isn't every business. This isn't just, you know, I'm, uh, my primary business is coaching financial advisors. And it's not just that. It could you be ma manufacturing widgets. We had, you know, when we were together, we had some guys that were, you know, selling uh, technology. And, you know, it's a commodity thing, but they were able to see how to leverage that. 
And as you're talking about the, the segmentation and the subset, the star principle, and how Richard's been doing it, I mean, I, I'm just you know, pointing it through my own mind. I want you as entrepreneurs, you know, we're, oftentimes what we're doing as we're building our businesses, we're finding holes. I mean, we're not going to take on the big guys and try to be number one in a large segment. We're looking for those spaces. And I, what I like uh, what you've done is you've kind of identified, okay, how, how can we find that segment a little bit more logically? And that, that really comes together well. Let, let me do this. I want to switch to this next segment here. And it's all, what do you, you know, I mean, you, you're doing you know, a lot of great things. You've got a you know, great group following you. You've got your tribe. You're making a big impact in the world collectively. What are you most passionate about now? You know, um, I've really, in the last year or so, really transformed my conception of time and work. And, you know, uh, I think entrepreneurs uh, are addicted to busyness. And for the most part, that's actually fine and well and good. And, you know, we're doers and we like to do and we like action. But one of the things I've become increasingly aware of is, is you do, there, okay, there are periods of time when dude, just put your head down and work and do the stuff. It's working, it's growing, go get the customers. Do not think, do not like deviate, just go, right? And, and there are seasons in your life where that's what you do. However, um, there's a lot of other times when, well, we're not actually in that magical groove right now that we were in two years ago. And I'm finding myself being more and more frenetic and, you know, kind of trying all these different things. And, um, and I think a lot of people, there's actually more people in that spot than there are people that are just like totally in that groove. Mm -hmm. And what, what I've really discovered is you must make space for serious thought and serious exploration. Um, and that space requires that you slow down. It requires that you greatly reduce the amount of input, the phone calls, the text messages, the social media, the emails, and all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm getting to where I go days at a time without touching my computer. Um, and, and, and I look at problems and I circle them, sometimes for a very long time. What is the best way to crack this thing open? What is really the thing I should be doing? And you know, it's very hard to do that when you are in frenetic activity. And, um, and, you know, and that is just really where my head's at. And, and I've gotten to where my day normally, most of the time, there's nothing on my calendar and there's nothing I have to do before 11 o'clock. My best, my best hours of like my clearest thinking and my, and, and, and my best energy is basically between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. That is my golden zone. And I've gotten to where that time is completely clear. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I used to spend that time hustling. Oh, that's when I'm selling. That's when I'm writing. That's when I'm right. I'm in my email box. 
I've completely flipped that around because, you know, in my 80-20 book, I talk about, you know, there's $10 an hour work, there's $100 an hour, there's $1,000 an hour. And, um, you know, you have to push aside the $10 and $100 an hour work to get to the $1,000 and $10,000 an hour. And the $10,000 an hour thinking or, or the $100,000 an hour thinking, it's here. It's not like running in the hamster wheel. No, I, I'm going to encourage everyone. I think that this is really profound. Uh, I mean, it is so important because it, as entrepreneurs, you, you're usually a self-starter. You're hard charging. You're quick thinking. You're 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 making decisions. You're and you get caught up in that energy. Particularly if you started, you're not in the professional manager side, and you came in yes. as the founder. You know what happens is. You get used to running on this, and then all of a sudden you've got success, and then you're, you're, you're kind of continuing, continuing. Well, there's this opportunity we all have. You know, you've kind of nailed it. Okay, we now know whatever client experience you have. Now we have the opportunity to scale it. There's a different thought process that goes into nailing it, getting that great client experience, and scaling it up, getting the market awareness, attracting the clients, that whole thing. And this is where I think... You know, there's just such an opportunity that we all have as entrepreneurs. If we want to make that dent in the universe, this is how we do it. You know, what I'd like to do, why don't, you wrote a book, you know, the 80-20 the book. I want to, you know, let me play the segment here. I, I'm always big on books. I love, I mean, I find it just amazing how much information is available for next to nothing. Let me pull up on the screen your book, The 80-20, and, and uh, I really love the subtitle. You know, the, it's 80-20 Sales and Marketing, The Definitive Guide to Working Less and Making More. Perry, I don't know there's an entrepreneur who doesn't like that. You know, the 80-20, they might not be overly excited, but that subtitle, it just grabs them. What are they going to find in the book? I mean, we've been talking about all this. How, did, how does the book help uh, tie it all together? Okay, this book, if you really get it, and it's a book, you should read it from cover to cover. Uh, we, we have built the book so you can read 20% of it <laughs> um, because we, we, I, we eat our own dog food. You gotta walk the here. talk here. <laughs> but, but you really should read the whole thing. And if, if you read the whole thing, it will flip a switch in your brain or you could think of it as a set of sunglasses where all of a sudden, Everywhere you look, you will literally look out the window and you'll go, oh, I see an 80-20 phenomenon happening right there in that tree. See that tree, 80% of the sap runs through 20% of the branches, okay? And like you will start thinking this way. And like all of a sudden, everything you do, you will be sifting and sorting by a different set of criteria than you used to. And it will immediately lead you in the right direction. You'll immediately be going, oh, wait a minute. I always want the 20 and I always don't want the 80. Which is which? And, and you'll just be asking that question. And it will immediately lead you making better decisions, pricing your products more intelligently. And really, you know, I said earlier, I said I discovered almost all the really smart things you do and marketing can be explained in 80-20, and that's what I do in the book, chapter after chapter. I'm Here's right. how you hire people. Here's how you do AdWords campaigns. Here's how you do Facebook. Here's how you do email lists. Here's how you write copy. It's all, there's 
there's an 80 20 in all of it and and i it, it will change the way that you see everything no and i and i'm going to encourage everybody to to go out and buy the book read it because exactly what i love it's so hard as an entrepreneur making right decisions consistently and you don't have to make fortunately 100% of the right decisions but you want to err toward the right decisions and what we all need is great framing to make these decisions. And you know, your book, the, the 80-20 uh, sales and marketing, I mean, it just pulls it together. There's so much framing there to make that happen. Now I'm gonna go next segment. And this is, you know, you, 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 I, don't, I don't think you travel that much, Perry. You're kind of like me. I've, I've gotten now used to, I don't want to travel too much, but you know, you, you, got, you count on your smartphone as you travel. And in this segment, the app of the day, is there something that your fellow entrepreneurs would uh, really appreciate knowing that you're using? Well, I, I want to use this opportunity to talk about Uber. Um, and if you've never tried it, then you should download the app and give them your credit card. Yeah, number. let me pull it up and put it up on the screen. Yeah, U-B-E-R, it's a hard one to spell here. But <laughs> what, what is Uber for those who don't know and your experience? So for those who don't know, it's, uh, it's an app you download on the phone. And if you're in a city that Uber services, then you know you open it and it's like, well, you are here. Tell us if we're a little off. You push the button request a car you know and you request a regular car you can request a taxi you can request a limo and um and so it's really handy okay and it's generally cheaper than taxis and it's a much better experience than taxis like you don't have to sit there and give the driver money you don't have to argue about credit cards you don't have to ask for a seat it all gets emailed to you it's extremely convenient Okay, and in fact, just using Uber a couple times caused me to forever hate riding in taxis because all of a sudden I had a frame, I had a comparison. It was like, oh, this does not have to be this pain in the butt. Okay, now that's on one level, okay, and you should try it out. But actually, there's a much deeper lesson with Uber, okay? Um, and in fact, a whole bunch. In fact, I, I think it's got to be about the most brilliant business that I have seen maybe ever. It's really close anyway. It's certainly in the top five. So I want you to think about it. First of all, it's really simple. Drivers have an app. Customers have an app. Uber doesn't own cars. They don't employ the drivers. They're all 1099s. It's just really an app. Okay. Now talk about elegantly, brilliantly simple. Secondly, it's network effect. Network effect is uh, the, the, the guy who invented Ethernet um, and Ethernet networks, uh, Metcalf, he said the value of a network is equal to the square of the users connected. Now, what does that mean? Well, in, in any kind of commercial application, you have you have the, like, so with Uber, you have the drivers and you have the customers. Well, the more customers you have, the more drivers you need, and then more people show up and they start driving. The more drivers you have, the faster, the shorter the wait time. And so then you get more customers and then more customers gets more drivers, which makes the wait time even shorter. So like where I live in the Chicago suburbs, 
I can get an Uber to my house in five to 15 minutes anytime. Okay. And so now Uber is insulated from competition by the network effect. Okay. Now here's another thing. Uber is cheaper and people trust Uber drivers because everybody knows who they are and like they're on a GPS and like an Uber driver could not get away with much if they were doing bad stuff. Well, so a few months ago, my, my 17 year old daughter forgets her backpack when she goes to school. Mom, I need my backpack, help me. And Laura's like, oh please, 50 minutes out of my day to drive to school and come back. And I said, hey, 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 I just did Uber the other day. Why don't we see if an Uber driver will take it? Sure enough, $22, the guy takes it to the principal's office. So I charge my daughter the $22 so she won't forget her backpack. And like, super convenient. You know what? I got a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. They take Uber all over the place. Mom doesn't have to like drive across town and pick them up. It is so convenient. Now, what's the point I'm making? Because Uber is cheaper and more convenient than a taxi, we are now using it 10 times more. 10 times more than we ever use taxis. Okay, this is a total game changer. You watch this thing happen over the next five or 10 years, Uber is going to completely transform entire industries and in ways that nobody could have ever anticipated. I, I mean, and th dude, this is how you create economies. This is how you create billions of dollars out well, of nothing. Well, you know nothing. what I'm gonna do? I wanna share, uh, I just pulled up while you were talking, and this is July, and Google Ventures, you know, which uh, did back, and I think they, I don't know the exact amount, but I think it was $300 million they put in. Uh, they think the, you know, their target for valuation of this little app is $200 billion. <laughs> so, so you know, if you ever doubted technology and the value of networks, I mean, this is about it. I mean, this is huge. And, uh, you know, it's a great one. Let me... Yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. What I'd like to do is go to resources now. And this is, uh, you know, you have so many resources, Perry. Let me go and pull up your, uh, uh, your uh, website. And tell us, you know, some of your fellow entrepreneurs, you know, what they're gonna find here. And this is at perrymarshall.com. Well, so I'll, I'll give you several free, really easy tools that will help you out. Um, we we have a you, you you can go to the free tools um, page and you can go go take a look. Um, what, one of the things you'll find there is isfbforme.com, which stands for is Facebook for me, and it'll give you a score from zero to ten. How seriously should you take Facebook in your marketing mix? And some companies will get a four and you should ignore it, and some companies should get an eight and you should jump right on it. Um, and, and it's very important because Facebook is not for everybody, but it's awesome for some businesses and, and, and it's cheap right now and it's a bargain. Um, there's also is AW for me, which is is AdWords for me. Um, same thing, except it'll grade you on Google AdWords, display network, content network, uh, competition index. It'll tell you that stuff. Very useful information. Now, I'll give you a third one, which I think is just... It is, it is far more valuable than probably will look on the surface. 
is if you go to starprinciple.com, starprinciple.com, that is named after Richard Koch's book, and he and I collaborated, and we put this tool together, and it gives you a score from zero to 200 on is your business a star business? Um, a star business being that business in a growing market that's number one um, and a few other criteria. And you can answer a dozen questions. It'll give you a score. And anything over 100 is a star business. And what I tell people to do is take this tool and don't just grade your whole business. Now, you should. And you can buy a little report and it'll explain, it'll explain the report to you. But you should start grading sub, subsets of your business, like individual product lines and individual customer groups. Um, and, and go, well, you know, this product is a 47. And this product is 147. And this product is a 90. And you go, how do I, how do I make that score go up? And, and what it'll do is it will lead you in the direction of creating a leading defensible business where your competitors can't catch up to you. And now, John, I've been paying attention to you. And what you do, you are a star business. And your business is growing. There's like almost like no end in sight. You can't really tell how high the thing can go. You just know it's like that magic carpet ride, you know, and it, you've nailed it. And now you're scaling it, which I wrote that down. That's a great phrase. Um, go to starprinciple.com and use that thing. It will, it will steer you away from so many like initially exciting ideas that actually don't have much of a chance. Well, it'll save somebody a million bucks. This is, I mean, this is great. Let me go to the last segment here. I want to summarize what I heard from you. The key takeaways that I'm walking away that I wrote down, I mean, I wrote down, I got a whole page of notes here. And the very first is, you know, that distinction you made of emotional logic versus rational logic. I, you know, storytelling is just, it's so important. That's, that's defining almost all marketing, really even any interaction. We've got to emotionally connect. So I want you to be thinking that burn unit for you, whatever it is. So number yeah. one is use emotional logic. Second is the 80-20 principle. I mean, uh, you, know, you shared a whole bunch of examples. I'm going to just go entrepreneur's heart, you know, pricing. I mean, it's an easy one. And really, you, know, you can look at so many different applications of that. You know, pick up the book just for the pricing. It's going to pay back so many times over. And the third, I, I want to bring up again the, the star principle. Uh, this is, it's so important for all of us to get focused on, you know, what is that business, you know, what the segment that we're in, whether we're going to expand and not get caught up in the noise of the marketplace or not thinking it through. Great tool. So, you know, Perry, I want to thank you for spending the time with us today. I mean, it's been great. All kinds of insights. You know, if you're, you want to, you can play this over again, whether you're on a video podcast or on the uh, audio, but you can also go to asnation.com, get the show notes, the transcript, and all the links that Perry and I mentioned. And with that, uh, Perry, thank you very much. John, it's, it's a real honor to you know, be in front of your audience and to be asked these really great, insightful questions. And 
I definitely wrote down nailing versus scaling because those are two different things. So you get the gold star today, John. Yeah, no, they're important. Well, we want all of you to get the gold star each and every day. Your clients, your future clients, they're all counting on you. Don't let them down. Go make it happen. Wish you the best of success. Thank you. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.